and welcome to the third episode of Vaco Soundbites with me, Josh Hall, and Peter Banks. Hello, yeah, lovely to see you again, Josh. Um, it's great to be back on and really looking forward to this episode in particular, actually. What's coming up? So we have an interview with current and former students, Chloe and Rory, talking about how they see music changing as a result of the recent pandemic and what they have learned during the lockdown. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. I think this is uh, this is going to be one of my, my favourite episodes to record. I can't wait to see uh, Rory and Chloe. They're good friends from, from Vaco Courses. And we haven't had a chance to catch up since uh, 2019, I think, was the last time we saw each other. And they're just wonderful people. So and I, I can't wait to have a, a good old natter and a blether and maybe a cup of tea as well. So we'll stop blathering on and we're going to get straight on with the interview. So we'll see you back shortly. It's lovely to be joined today by Rory and Chloe, who are some Vaco past and present members. Uh, Rory was, in fact, our last soloist in the Christmas 2019, which feels very, very long time ago. And Chloe was reminding me that uh, she was here in summer 2019 and that long course, which was just the sun was shining every day. Beautiful, beautiful weather, beautiful music and lovely people. Um, so it's great to see you both again. Um, how, how are you both doing? Uh, Rory, uh, how's, how's life in Glasgow? It's a great, great place to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I obviously always loved Glasgow. My actual home is actually Aberdeen, so I'm still not too far away from home home. But no, I've decided to sort of stay put in Glasgow for most of the pandemic, just to more to be productive, doing my own thing, try to keep things going. I think it's fair to say you've been uh, you've been rather productive over, over lockdown, which we'll come on to soon. Uh, and Chloe, what have you been up to over the last 12 months or so? Oh my gosh, where to start? Uh, loads. I mean, I've been really lucky that my college has been able to reopen this year for the academic year. So I've been pretty busy with that. And now I'm just looking forward to going back home for the Easter holidays. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have the, the little holidays to, uh, to look forward to. It definitely def- feels weird being in need of a break, having been at home the whole time. But one of the things that would be really interesting to look at is how you think the skills of a modern musician have developed over the last 12 months. Uh, so, so Chloe, how, how have things changed and how do you think your life as a musician will, will change as a response to the, the, the pandemic and the life in lockdown? Well, a massive thing for me has been sort of going digital as a musician. I've learned so much about recording myself, uh, just general sound recording, and then also creating really good uh, visuals that go along with that. I think creating really good quality digital content has been a big learning point for loads of musicians just because it means that you can reach so many more people you know in a safe way uh, and everyone's had to develop that as a way of staying afloat when we haven't been able to get in a room with people. Mm, I think it's really interesting you know, kind of from from the teaching end of things everyone who I've been working with has had to up their their skills and starting to use computers it's really interesting to see musicians kind of getting really creative with that and, and leading the drive. And suddenly everyone's bought various different types of microphones. And we're seeing on screen that we've got various different devices. Yes, uh, lovely mics in various different homes that, that give us some, some really high quality, as you say, Chloe, you know, really high quality stuff. And I think, Rory, you, you've um, been involved in quite a number of different projects which have been quite good fun and definitely uh, seen your your life in lockdown um, <laughs> entertain quite a lot uh yeah it's all started on a kind of well what i thought at the time was just a stupid nerdy project of just I've, i'm a massive fan of opera as well um 
more than the clarinet, funnily enough. So I love, I've always loved Tosca, so I thought, well, let's arrange the entire opera for a clarinet choir over lockdown, so I did. And then I thought, let's also try and record it. So I started recording it, I've been doing that. But now since then, I've now got, obviously, as you say, a lot of musicians at the moment are being kind of forced, especially if you're a student, being forced to record yourself, have to do it. It's like a must now. So everyone's getting these new skills and using a DAW software, audio recording software, and buying these mics because it's... I think we live in a time now where before all this equipment was actually really, really expensive. Also the software, it was way too expensive. Um, but then it's come down now. So now actually a lot of people are in a position where we can all use it, we can all learn to use this sort of software and these skills and develop them so um but in my case yeah i've been doing a lot of my own projects uh, recording uh, my own things putting them together making videos out of them purely for my own pleasure as well but also it, it really does actually keep your you know keeping the instruments blown in as it were and keeping your you, yourself playing a lot because obviously we're not really playing with other people at the moment so, uh, Chloe, you were saying earlier that you've been doing lots of podcasting and um, little bits of, of funky playing. Um, what kind of software have you been using? Because uh, I know that a lot of listeners are, are interested in, in recording themselves and, and getting themselves up and running. What, what would be your big bit of advice to someone who's looking to do something like that? Well, I use Logic basically for everything because... I started out on GarageBand and for any Mac users, I'd say that's sort of a bit of a gateway software. That's your Apple product. You're you're one of those Apple users, aren't you? Oh, goodness (laughs) me. Can't believe we invited one of them. Yeah, definitely. Logic's Logic's great. Oh, I'm surrounded. (laughs) There's another great one, though, called Osinaudio. Um, Yeah, it's super simple. And I've recently, I've been introduced to that because I'm actually taking a radio module. And so... It's really easy and quick for editing audio and stuff and really like user friendly. Um, And it's free to download for any type of computer, you know, no, no discrimination Um, for for anything, whether, you know, that's music or or uh, what do I mean? Speech dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fair enough. Um, how, how about you, Rory? As another Apple, um, as another Apple user, you, you probably are a Logic, a Logic boy. Yeah, um, I am. Oh dear. Also um, use Logic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you talk about Logic and uh, and the joys of it, if you like. Oh, <laughs> I mean, what can I say about it? It's very. Well, I actually started originally when I was doing started the whole Tosca project. I was start, I was using Audacity because it was free, and actually for for being free, it's actually really really good as well but then i moved up to logic and i just think logic's very from my experience is very simple to use there are obviously other industry standard ones like pro tools is a really big one Another um i'm so, sensing a theme here that all these good ones are all on apple which um yeah uh, <laughs> i'm starting to, to to see the theme going on but yeah it's really interesting you mentioned audacity because i think that's definitely the, the, the gateway drug of uh, of audio tools isn't it you know, that's where everyone starts out and absolutely and definitely moving on audacity audacity is great for for being free especially it's it's like i guess it's like the muse score of the music notation world it's really good for for being free something else i wanted to kind of look at is yeah having gained all of these uh, digital skills is that going to positively or negatively impact classical music as we return to our concert halls hopefully return to our concert halls soon you know, I, I can kind of see this taking a number of different directions and I, I'm, I'm interested to see where, where you think it's going to be perhaps brought into our concert halls and perhaps where it might cause, cause problems 
in our live performances. Chloe, I can see you looking pensive in the the, the Zoom monitor. That's a really interesting question. I mean, I, I'd just be interested to hear what you think about how it could be negative well i think um josh has just just dropped me a message to say that you know has it devalued the art of kind of classical music in in a a very monetary way have have we made all this free music available online that's going to be there forever are we then going to stop going to our concert halls or um does it change how we approach it yeah i think it definitely is going to impact how we approach it just because it means that there's like another level of of uniqueness and um you know once in a lifetime experience that you are having to bring to live performances because we've got all these streaming services now and um how ready available as you just said music is now but maybe i'm just a bit of a glass half full sort of outlook on it i just think it i sort of my hope that by being able to reach so much further and make make everything so much more accessible because classical music is, in some ways like is still quite inaccessible to a lot of people it has the impact of of bringing them back and and intriguing more people that never would have ever considered it before i think that's a really interesting point that you know you're you're bringing people in and and it's things like the the kaleidoscope orchestra that Mm. have taken you know that has actually just reminded me though like there are some really interesting albums coming out now where they've really really perfectly curated this repertoire and it's it'll be a mix of like period music and folk music and just the crossover is getting so much more bespoke and intelligent i just think that has come from some of this lockdown where people are are really searching for ways to be uh, creative in in new ways so many people are trying to to do something new aren't they and and, you're trying things out and i think it's that number of people who are are going outside their comfort zone and and pushing themselves and yeah and as you say it's bringing people into music it's bringing people perhaps into classical music with the likes of the kaleidoscope orchestra with the likes of uh, you know rory with with your fantastic kind of um, it was last week, I think you you, you did your Vivaldi um, for uh, quite a number of clarinets, um, which was just wonderful, very good fun. Um, Ooh, thank you. And um, <laughs> I, I've been enjoying it. Actually, it really been kind of it keeps on coming up on Facebook as various different people are sharing it. Um, but it's you know that's all going to be bringing people in. And Chloe, as you say, I think that that is a good thing. Um, Rory, how about you? What what do you think are the the, the positives and, and negatives? Well, I mean, I think in general, I mean, from my point of view, there's definitely a sort of um, thirst at the moment for actually going to see live music. I mean, it is true, obviously, we have streaming platforms like Spotify and even YouTube, where we can, we have all these recordings and live performances at our disposal, just like that from our rooms. But the fact is that whether you're a musician or not, I think everybody has this thirst to actually get out and experience outside more since always, you know, being cooped up the whole year. So, I mean, I feel like when things start to go back to well, relatively being normal, as in we get a live concerts going again. There will be a, hopefully, I think, a sort of influx of people who actually want to go out and see live concerts and just well, more for also for the occasion of getting out and seeing live music. There still will be, also since it will be probably at a sort of capacity, so there may be, I don't know, even more competition to... <laughs> get those seats while those tickets while you can and then you say oh i couldn't couldn't get the tickets for that one so try another one sort of thing so i'm fairly positive that it may actually have a positive impact to be honest because we won't want to stay inside all day anymore listening and streaming 
music when we actually can go out and uh, be with other people and see it i think well i hope yeah and it's been amazing to see the the orchestras really respond to this this pandemic and producing some absolutely outstanding digital content you, you've got kind of the CBSO have been producing unbelievable education material and the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra have been doing live concerts online weekly that have been attended by by so many people. And it, it's been, yeah, Rory, as you say, we, we're desperate to go into the concert hall, but at the same time, it's been quite nice to, you know, sit in our pyjamas with, with my slippers on. You know, as, <laughs> as you do a Zoom call in, you know, just basically the top half is dressed. Um, same going to your concert hall. <laughs> and you can go to your concert hall wearing your slippers and just sit on your sofa with a cup, cup of tea in your hand, maybe making your dinner, and um, it, it's just a different, um, a, a different way of approaching music. But I, I think you know it's interesting. You know, I hope that people are, uh, I hope that people are desperately thirsty for um, for, for live music, and I, I certainly am. I, it's been um, playing playing a couple of weeks ago with uh, with a, a colleague actually for for school it was the first time I'd played with another human being in a year and the impact that that had was absolutely astonishing. Yeah, really really looking forward to proper live music. Actually, I can really relate just because every live performance that I've managed to see since the pandemic has just made me incredibly emotional and it just never had that effect on me before the pandemic before lockdown. But now literally everything, every live performance that I've managed to see, which you know, hasn't been many, I just get incredibly emotional. It's really overwhelming. Yeah, you know, equally that first recorded live performance I saw was Speminalium from the Tate Modern and and even that was enough to kind of make me go and and a little lump in my throat so you know actually seeing something live I I think it'll be quite an emotional experience for for everyone so uh, as I think as we kind of gently start to draw to a close are there any favorite online gems that you found uh, other than other than your good selves of course that you would recommend listeners having a look at, trying to find... Yeah. Uh, one that I watched recently, which it, it's kind of specific, but if anyone is interested in orchestral outreach, I've been following along with the London Sinfonietta outreach project called Sound Out, and they've posted all of those on YouTube, and they're just... They're really interesting, and, and the way they've approached these outreach concerts for young people, you know, schools and things. There's, like, there's a lot to learn from them. And, and I don't... This is probably maybe an obvious one for the people that are going to be listening to this, but, like, the Wigmore Hall concerts are just yeah. insane. Fabulous. Rory? Um, in terms of orchestral performances being streamed, I think one of the orchestra... Obviously, Scotland actually has a lot of... It has about five or six sort of, you know, really solid orchestras and that are very well known i think the scottish chamber orchestra in particular have been pouring out so much online content more recently now they're actually in the middle of an online season just now which is really really good and they're just coming out with it all the time and it's really really good i mean i think what really got me into that my firm favorite is they did one of soldier's tale when they were all still together from it's called the queen's hall in edinburgh that was a really good one to watch as well and obviously because you got the narrator and everything so they're they're not actually doing as much of the sort of the standard repertoire we might expect they're doing they're exploring a lot of other interesting repertoire as well so i definitely recommend the scottish chamber orchestra as a sort of online season at the moment yeah fabulous chloe i think you've got one more haven't you go and check out the penarth chamber music festival it's a chamber festival that my violin teacher and his wife started uh, and it hasn't been able to happen because of the pandemic 
So what they've been doing is live streams from basically their living room and they're amazing and, and they managed to get, sometimes they managed to get guests in and just check out the YouTube channel. It's, it's really great and, and they deserve so much more following than they get because they're just tucked away in this tiny little Welsh seaside town. So I'd love it if people were going I had actually like seen them and it, I, I would totally agree. It's, it's just one of those most joyous little online um, <laughs> festivals that is, is so much fun. So yeah, definitely a big shout out to the Penarth Chamberfest. And moving beyond music for a moment, we've talked about skills that you've gained in, in your musical lives as a result of lockdown. Outside of music, I, I mean, I've certainly learnt, learnt the skill of making a really good cup of tea that just solves the world. What other skills have you developed in this lockdown? And, and hopefully they're a little torn. bit more, well, yeah, hopefully they're a little bit more refined than my cup of tea. But uh, what, what skills have, have you developed during your, your life in lockdown? Can you beat a cup of tea? Can I be a cup of tea? Well, if it's the world's best, I'm not sure that I can. But um, <laughs> skills that I've learned. I mean, functioning in a student household when you're not meant to be spending that much time together <laughs> is definitely a, a difficult skill to master. I'm sure even like with your own family members, you're not meant to be spending that much time together. <laughs> you're not meant to know that much about each other. And now you do. <laughs> the other thing that I will say is finding like surprise and and spontaneity in what is otherwise quite a monotonous and and samey lifestyle is something I'm getting better at I'm trying to get better at because it's a bit lacking at the moment but yeah fabulous answer yeah surprise and spontaneity that that really is um something to to absolutely really treasure when it comes along and you know the the, the red squirrel at, at the window the, the woodpecker on the yeah that's this yeah things like that have been been my surprise and spontaneity but um yeah just ev- every little bit is is really um quite something isn't it um how about you rory um don't try dating during lockdown doesn't work <laughs> um <laughs> oh wonderful yeah Josh will edit that out, I'm sure that's fine. But <laughs> I mean, the classic thing to say is people have been doing a lot more cooking, right? I mean, I've always kind of cooked for myself a lot anyway. Not It's not that extravagant, but one thing I do really love are curries a lot. So during lockdown, I was, I've was i been living for a lot, a lot of lockdown with my flatmate, who's also a musician, and we both love curry. So I thought, well, I'm going to start trying to make them from complete scratch. I mean, completely from scratch, all the spices and everything. But we're also fans of spice, so we started doing challenges, being like, who could make, can I make, how hot can I make it? Because we like spicy food, and it went a bit far once. And, you know, pacing around the room, lightheaded on like a chilli high, and just, um, apart from that, I religiously use my cute little French press to make my coffee now. Essential skills that were clearly learnt on Vaco, I think. Oh, that's true. I did use, I did bring it to the last Vaco, didn't I? Yeah. So that's when I started using it. Being like, yeah, let's start doing this. So I've been using that religiously as well. Apart from that, I can't really mention anything else PG, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I mean, I was going to say if, uh, the one skill that really has taken off is my ability to to dress a room. Which I mean, it doesn't look like at the moment. I've got cups and everything all over my desk. But that that moment where you know you're going to be online, and so therefore you make sure the, the oh. background is really beautifully kind of looks like you're really academic, and you sit just in front of the one spot that's 
well, I say the one spot. The rest of the room is an absolute tip, but um, that's definitely yeah. the, the way to develop your skills. <laughs> I tried you... to go for that. I tried to go for that today, but I realised I've I've got a beautiful like Tosca poster. That's quite nerdy oh, up here. And for it's framed. on the wrong wall. Um, but that is a point. What I did do is to make more desk space for recording and doing these things. I did. I did have a wardrobe in my room. It's quite small. I. I went all worky DIY well not DIY I guess I sort of got the tools out and dismantled the wardrobe and put it under the bed so I have more space that's hopefully can be put back together because like my landlord doesn't know about it <laughs> I did the exact same thing I got rid of my desk before the pandemic because I wanted more room and then now I have been having to work from my room with just no desk <laughs> and at the start I was really I like what you're saying Peter I was really into like making everything look nice so I, I would put my laptop on a stand I'd be against that back wall plain white background so much effort went into it now I'm literally, I just do everything from my bed or wherever and it doesn't matter what's in the background. Well, I mean, you've, you've clearly made the effort today because it's, it's all beautifully laid out. So it's been absolutely lovely speaking to, to both of you, uh, Chloe and Rory. Thank you so much for joining us again on this podcast. And I, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to see you both on a course in the near future. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you. Thanks again to Chloe and Rory for taking part in that interview with Peter. It was fantastic just to hear the optimism and the enthusiasm from our students, even after a very restricting 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. Even though they're Apple users, they've got some really lovely ideas coming out, some amazing creativity. And um, so I just had to get the Apple comment straight in there. So you can't cut that at the end. Yeah, I think there was some wonderful uh, positivity about the arts and life in 2021 and the future. Um, and some really, really good uh, ideas for places to go to listen to music whilst we're waiting for our concert halls to open. You know, we heard things about uh, London, uh, Sinfonietta, Sound, Sound Out. We've got Wigmore Hall. We've got Scottish Chamber Orchestra. I've got to say, all the orchestras in Scotland have absolutely been busting their gut with uh, the, the amount of material that's coming out. You know, Rory talked about the Soldier's Tale. We've got uh, Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra, uh, BSO Live. You've got Purcell School doing loads of things. Loads of different, uh, really creative, enjoyable places to, to just hear music. And I think that's, that's really increased my thirst for uh, getting back into to live venues and, and hearing people perform again. So I, I, I can't wait. What, what about you, Josh? So I have to admit, I'm just looking forward to getting back to playing. Um, I have a nice Forjak 8 reduced ensemble um, conducting workshop at the RNCM in a couple of weeks' time. So I just can't wait to get back working with colleagues again and perhaps not spending as much time on the golf course as the lockdown has allowed me. So it would be nice to actually get on with some work. I've got to say that you're, you, know, you, you were showing me your golf skills before we started this recording session and your, your putt is, is improving. I, you know, your watch is clearly making the difference and all that tech that you've put into it. Be, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, a shame that, it's a shame that nothing else is improving. But whilst we could bicker all day about <laughs> how sport is a complete waste of time from, and what is the <laughs> more superior operating system, um, we will keep cracking on. So Josh, would you like to tell us about the upcoming courses that we've got? Because I hear they're rather exciting. Yes, in a fortnight's time, or just under a fortnight's time, we have three masterclasses taking place. The first of those being on Tuesday, the 6th of April, with Stephen Orton, Principal Cello of the of Academy of St. Martin in the Fields. Uh, we have a small date change to our flute masterclass with a 
Jamie Yule from the Halle. That will now be taking place on Wednesday the 7th of April, not Thursday the 8th as previously advertised. And on Saturday the 10th of April, we have David Rapledge, principal violin of the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra, um, joining us for a violin masterclass. So it's going to be a great set of events. We have a couple of participant places across the board and unlimited observer places. Opportunities for all young students of any standard, really, to kind of come along and learn something through some really inspiring and engaging days. Yeah, and, and definitely an opportunity to learn from, from the best of the best there. There's some absolutely outstanding tutors. Indeed. I wish I was a little bit younger and could partake because uh, they are absolute masters of their instrument and it's going to be a really special event. So for full details on those, you can visit our website, www.vaco.org.uk. And if any doubt, please don't hesitate to email admin at vaco.org.uk for further details. So thank you to all of our loyal listeners. It's been great to have you join us on all of our many streaming platforms. Um, We will be taking a short break for Easter, but we'll be releasing our next episode in a couple of weeks' time, and we look forward to having you join us then. For now, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) 